Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, depends on what side of the coin you're on, Angie had a last-minute thing come up, so she said, Hey, Moose, good luck. You're taking the reins for Therapy Tuesday. So I said, Okay. I cried a little, and then I put on my big boy pants and got in the studio. <laughs> and I'm here with our lovely Therapy Tuesday affiliates. We have Therapist Lisa. Hi, Therapist Hello, Lisa. Hello. Happy Tuesday. And also we have Pastor John Byrne joining us. Happy New Year. Now, I had some friends say that you can't say Happy New Year after noon yesterday. What? Yeah. But like people are like, well, what if you haven't seen them? Well, then it's implied. But, but isn't it still the new year? It's still the I new year, so, yeah. right? Well, also, like in, in my mind with advertising, it's like you hear it so much and uh, like the commercials I write, uh, I try not to do it past the first week. Gotcha. And when I hear it go throughout all of the month and into February, I'm like, come on. No, bro. that's a little much. Yeah. yeah. That's a little much. You know, the first week, it, we give it seven days. I haven't seen you guys, so, oh, you know. No, so it is Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yes. Did you guys have a good uh, holiday break with your families? I did. Did you? Yeah, no. it was great. No, we had you a good had time. more fun than me. So. I, <laughs> I always have more fun than you, Lisa. I know. That's sort of the job of being a therapist. We don't have fun. No, no it was great. We went up to the YMCA of the Rockies, as a matter of fact, and had a great time and saw Angie up there. It was a good time. And I guess there was uh, almost a awkward moment between her daughter and your son and how to be <laughs> socially aware. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I saw her. I was sitting watching the Broncos play on Monday night, and they have kind of a commons area where there's a – a TV and that kind of thing. And my son was sitting at the table in my phone playing a game and, uh, which he isn't always doing by the way it was, but we were going to sit down there for a while. So I thought, okay, I'll let him play. And then Angie comes down with her family and stuff. And, and <laughs> just in the introductions, it was, it was kind of tough to get his eyes to avert from, from the, the phone. And yeah, it was a little awkward. I was going to say, hi, nice to meet you. But I was like, hi, nice to meet you as my face is buried within yeah, the screen. Yeah, exactly. We know priorities of a 10-year-old. Come on. <laughs> I know, right? It, it was, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa, did you have a good time with your family? I did. We just stayed local. We did go to a comedy club. Um, don't ask me who played. <laughs> he was good. I don't remember names. I'm bad with names. But so just local, hung out. Nothing major, nothing like you, Moose, who took two weeks, two months off. How long? I took 11 days off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) First time I've had uh, more than three days off in three years, so it was nice to be able to just be dad. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Be at home, and it was was really relaxing and not having to worry about always running off somewhere. Because the the sad thing is about my schedule sometimes. Even if I'm going out to the garage just to get something, because we have a detached garage, if I put my shoes on, my daughter asks if I'm going to work. Oh, yeah. And so... That was, uh, you know, kind of sad to actually see how much I am gone in her eyes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we, Santa brought her a bunk bed. So we got to build that. Oh, there you so go. She, she and Toby yeah. now share a room together and she has her bunk bed because we've always like had the struggle of her sleeping by herself. And so now that she has this, you know, castle, this fortress. Cool. So she really likes it. So that's been, it's been fun. But then, <laughs> you know, being a mom therapist, Lisa, whenever the, 
like the kids are asleep in their own room and my wife and I are in our room. She just goes, hmm. I miss the kids. <laughs> twelve feet away. They are twelve feet away. There's a little bit of hall, a bathroom, a little bit of hall, their bedroom. They're twelve. You can walk there in four steps. That's funny. It is true, but tell her it will change. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll be like, oh my gosh, when are they leaving? Right. Well, in a little bit, we'll get to this uh, packet I have in my hand. But uh, Huff Post does this thing every week. They have you know different sections of Huffington Post. There's Huff Post parents. At the end of every week, they always release the top 15 tweets about parents. Oh goodness. Well, this year they have the uh, the wrap up of the top 45 tweets from parents on Huff Post parents. We don't get to all 45, but some of them are pretty funny. But we'll get to those in a little bit. But um, you know, funny stuff. Uh, you know. Old people and technology sometimes clash, but sometimes yeah. it's a little bit awesome. There's this grandma who's trying on virtual reality glasses for the first time, and well, her audio explains her reaction to it. So let's take a listen. Down left, oh right. My oh! <laughs> you, you can look behind you and everything. Oh my goodness! It's amazing. <laughs> Don't go, Denise. Oh, right here. Fantastic. And uh, later on this week, we have a clip I found on these uh, kids from a high school go to a retirement community and teach like little grandmas and grandpas how to get onto Facebook. Uh And hilarity ensues, and then also awesome relationships are bonded. But it's pretty funny going into like the first half is all these older people getting overly frustrated on how to find the the interweb and internet (laughs) let's get on the online internet yeah uh, i typed in www.email and it didn't send me anywhere (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the lines it's like uh, good deal grandma (laughs) well we had that you know little old lady's reaction to virtual reality but there's this video that just went super viral over the weekend maybe you guys have seen it who's a fan of bacon Ooh, I have, have not you, seen have this. Have you seen this no, video? I have not. This little baby, probably just a few months shy of two, trying bacon for the first time. Ooh. This is pretty epic. Jason, is that good? Burger. Bacon. Burger. Bacon. Burger. Burger. So at the end of this video, where he's just, ooh, he has his mouth full of bacon, and he is just in this, like, euphoric type state, and he's just jelly in his high chair, with his eyes rolled back and his mouth full of bacon, and it's just, if you haven't seen it, you know, go to YouTube funny. and type in, Baby Tries Bacon. Now, do you like bacon? I don't. I don't. Like bacon? I don't, what? and I don't know what the big deal about oh, it is. Oh, my goodness. Well, because well, you got excited last time we were here. Yeah. They had bacon, what, cupcakes or something? No, no, no. They had, so what in the it? break room a couple weeks ago, yes. or whenever I was here last, they had chocolate-covered oh, bacon. Chocolate-covered bacon, yeah. I had never had, I'd heard about chocolate-covered right. bacon. I never had any. And so I went in there, and you know, I'm not a huge chocolate guy. Like, I'll, I'll eat it. 
but it was pretty good. Yeah. Like it makes unique. chocolate worth eating for uh -huh. sure, you know? See, I'm the opposite. Give me the chocolate, leave out the bacon. <laughs> I think bacon is 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 the man version of chocolate for a woman, don't you think? Yeah, Maybe. Right. Well, um, <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't understand it, right? I think we might have a mutual friend. Do you know Ben Todd? I do know Ben, yeah. yeah. This uh, worship pastor friend of ours. He, like, if you cut him, he probably bleeds bacon. Oh, yeah. This guy, like, <laughs> wow. anytime somebody finds some sort of gag gift or something that's bacon covered, like, oh, that's Ben it. Todd has to have this. And so <laughs> his life and his office is just filled with bacon. Crazy. <laughs> But, uh, but what sure. he's been forwarded this clip like 10,000 oh times. yeah prob <laughs> probably because that's him like always yeah well you know I can understand that reaction I think you know it's uh first time experiencing bacon I'm I don't know what to get do with it. you Lisa I'm I know little... I'm sorry they have bacon chapstick and all that <laughs> stuff I don't get it I'm a little disappointed actually. <laughs> I'm sorry Median Jim Gaffigan says you know bacon is good on everything but once you the only reason to eat a salad is to add bacon to it and just eat the bacon. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. There's got to be. I think there's therapeutic value. Is you know, it's being therapy Tuesday, right? So we oh, got to yeah. connect it. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know, women will go. I think right. you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's you know to to soften the whatever pain or depression they're going through. They go to the freezer and get ice cream, or right. they go to their Hershey bars and. And Bacon's bacon yours. is that yeah. for men, right? Like right. I'm feeling depressed. I, I'll eat some bacon. There you go. It's a comfort food. It's a comfort oh, there food. There you go. Yep. Not for me, but it is. <laughs> but for millions, it is. All right. So back to this HuffPost top tweets from parents for this year. Some of them are funny, but also painfully true. Oh. Like for instance, here's one that says, "80% of parenting is yelling through a closed bathroom door." <laughs> true. With the little fingers wow. sticking underneath. That is very true. Yep, Toby, Toby figured that out over the weekend. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, look, I can do this. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, See, but, I just take the door down. Right. In the bathroom? <laughs> well, I don't know. If my kid's in there and I'm yelling, I, oh, I, all right. I don't know. <laughs> Parenting is basically just listening to yourself talk because nobody else is. True. Oh, this That's is, a yeah, true one. Right? I've discovered Absolutely. the key to always having a hot cup of coffee is never have children. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When my wife, when we first had Sayla, I remember like I would come home and she's like, hey, cook dinner. And I would start cooking dinner and I'd find a cup of coffee always, a cold, cold. cup of coffee yeah. in the microwave. But now, <laughs> now that we don't have a microwave, she has to like heat it up on the stove. Microwaves, just, microwaves are from the devil, man. Right. I Wait, I was going, to, you don't have a microwave. This is a new topic in itself. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a microwave mainly. Well, mainly because we you have hot water and or <laughs> the Amish coming. <laughs> what is it? Well, because the house we moved into last winter has very limited counter space. Uh -huh. And if we put a microwave there, we have like no counter space to do anything. Plus, you know, health reasons and also it makes us more conscious on what we cook. Wow. I would so be a put, twig. I wouldn't eat anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's Sometimes my cooking. We do uh, uh, freezer preparation meals and put them in the freezer. And then the thing that stinks about it is if you don't forget to take uh, it out of the freezer the night before, like, well, hmm. Yeah. It's either peanut <laughs> butter, soup, or Chick-fil-A. You choose. I will either, I will, I will take like pizza or whatever. A lot of people warm pizza up in the microwave. I can't do it. I yeah, can't eat it. Oh, that's true. I will toaster. put it in the oven in, in, or, or toaster yeah. oven or something. I, right. I just no, can't that's do it. We discovered that most of the time you set the oven for 350, put what you want to heat up on like a, baking sheet and you stick it in the oven while it's still cold by the time the oven beeps that it's ready your it's food's ready. Right. There you go. but you have too many dishes to wash <laughs> microwave well, one I don't dish. even have a dishwasher so <laughs> you don't no. oh my gosh moose <laughs> uh, we didn't have one until recently Oh, okay. oh here's, a, here's a good one okay. every time I take our dog to obedience school I can't help but think of everything I mess up when training our kids 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, this is true. You should get a dog before you have kids. Mm-hmm. If you can train a dog, you can train a kid. When uh, my wife and I were first married, she wanted a dog. So for our first wedding anniversary, we got a puppy. Absolutely. We wanted an older dog, but just through the luck of the draw, we ended up with a puppy. But we weren't um, in a place where we could pay for dog training lessons. Right. So... <laughs> Every Saturday morning, we'd go on a date. We would walk the mile and a half to Panera, have breakfast, walk across the parking lot to PetSmart, read the chapter in the training book, there do our go. best to memorize it, take oh, pictures fun. with our phone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh and God. practice that chapter for the week and then repeat for the next chapter the following week. Wow. So you would you would go into the store, open up the book, and you're sitting there taking pictures of the well, pages? Well, we'd read it. Like if there was a list of something that we needed to remember, we oh, either jot it down or that's, took a picture of that's it. That's dedication. I, yeah. I, I think. I, I think that's stealing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm saying dedication. My three-year-old insisted on helping me put away the laundry. It's taken six hours and ten minutes, and apparently pants go in the refrigerator. <laughs> that's about right. Most of the time, as a parent, touching things in your house makes you wonder, why is this sticky? Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good yep. one. Sink faucets. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and here's, here's a pretty Remote. funny one that, you know, it's been very big in my house lately. All right. Who switched out my five-year-old Star Wars gummies for the ones that are apparently too spicy? What? <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't get that one. Well, my my daughter like you know have one thing one day and then she have the exact same thing the next day, but all of a sudden the flavors change ah. and it's too spicy. So oh, like, just because she it. doesn't want to do it. Gotcha. I was a little slow on the uptake there. <laughs> Sorry. I can't remember when all your kids are playing the recorders at the same time. Which <laughs> stage of hell are you in? <laughs> <laughs> that awkward moment when your kids find their drawings in the trash can. Oh, yeah. You have to tough. be secretive about that. That goes one. in the trash can outside always. Take those yes. to work. Yes. <laughs> yes. When they're sleeping. That's right. <laughs> Hell hath no fury like a toddler who wants to do it theirself. Mm. Three hours later and I'm still in the garage waiting to leave for McDonald's. True. Oh, okay, so this is interesting because my son, when he was, uh, he was older than a toddler, but he was maybe five mm-hmm. and uh, it was time to take the training wheels off. And so I go, all right, Joe, I'll be out in a minute. We'll take the train wheels off off your bike and we can ride, right? He had them off by the time I got out there. Oh, because I am not kidding. It. He found the wrench, the right size wrench, wow. and took the training wheels off by the time I got out there like five minutes later. Oh, crazy. Wow. I'm not kidding. That's how bad he wanted those off. Right. Right? Yeah. So I, I don't totally identify with that. He just, he I don't know, he's got some gift in that area. That's good. My next door neighbors had something similar. They um, went out to the garage to get something and came back in and found that their three-year-old grandson had found the Phillips head screwdriver and realized, oh, this fits in perfectly in that hole and took off all the doors on the counters in their garage. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They came in and there was like, it's awesome. Wow. He's just sitting there in the pile of doors, <laughs> proud of himself with a screwdriver. And he'll be the next construction worker, right? right or exactly. something. Or interior he's designer. the guy who on his seventh birthday wanted a toaster so he could take it apart and see how it worked. Oh, I love it. So yeah. That's I how his it. brain works. That's good. My kids just flush their socks down the toilet because <laughs> dirty stuff goes there. Sound logic, questionable execution. <laughs> We never had that. No, I didn't either. Uh, Here's one that I wish I had. Hazmat suits should come as a baby shower gift. (laughs) Very true. Oh, man. How messy kids can be until you actually have one in your house. Most of the time, as a mother, it's been spent in a closet eating something I didn't want to share. (laughs) No, this this doesn't stop when they're young either because as they get older, then they, they know what stuff's yours, but they still eat it. Right. And it's almost like a game. No, like that's why you have it, to hide it. Right. And then they eat it and then they leave like 
maybe it's cereal or something, and then they leave the box and they're empty. Oh, yeah. Right? That, that happens, <laughs> yes. All the time. It's annoying. Well, what we've, what we've been doing, if there's stuff that we don't want the kids to see, it goes in the safe. <laughs> like, the safe? All... Oh, how funny. Yeah. You lock up the food. Oh, well, it's like, where else can we put it? Because now, like, you know, the stuff, I can't put it up too high because my wife's like, you put it up too high, I can't get it. That's and so funny. then, like, I had, okay, where's low enough where she can get it? And, like, the kids can't so get it. So, you know it. what's going to happen, Moose? You're going to get robbed and you're going to say, take the jewelry, but leave the safe <laughs> of right. the food. That's right. That's leave awesome. the Oreos. No. <laughs> As a parent of a five-year-old boy, I can name all of the dinosaurs, but none of my coworkers. <laughs> True. <laughs> Fair enough. And lastly, there's no such thing as parental advice, only parental warnings. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they they should come with kids should come with a warning label and a return label. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this one. Send it back. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> return. Did you I, ever t did you ever tell your kids that? Look, I, I can return I you. Did. But and then they said, yeah, sure. Are you into this world? I can take you My out. mom said that to me a lot. Or hers was, I know where you sleep. Oh, that's yeah. why you're in therapy. I know, right? Yeah, that's, wait, I thought that was no. like, uh, confidential. We're here confidential. for you. What's going on here? I'm week? not seeing you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't break any confidentiality. No. So, you know, you guys being parents and having older kids and mm -hmm. than me, is there any, like, story that comes to mind real quick of just something crazy that your kids have done? You know, I can, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, my son is, he is mini-me, and my mom rubs that in a lot. She, she She's like, you're finally getting paid back for all the all the damage you caused me. But, you know, yeah, I mean, he's he's a, he's just a risk taker. He climbs everything. He was walking when he was nine months old. This is pretty wow. funny. He was walking when he was nine months old. He was running when he was 10 months old. Mm. Mm. But here's what would happen. Because <laughs> he wasn't real good at running, but he just ran. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so, so he would start running, and then he would start to lean a direction, yes. you know, and it would just be like a couple more steps and bam on the ground. Oh my God. Right. And he, so he'd hit his head. So my wife made him wear a helmet around the house. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> For the longest time until recently, my daughter didn't know to, how to lock her hips when she ran. <laughs> so she would always, you know, zigzag. It was so funny watching her run through the park. She couldn't run a straight line because she wouldn't lock her hips. She would wobble as she ran. That's yeah. funny. Working her, her core. Oh, that's yeah. Good. Of course. Right, that's right. No, mine was more, it was funny because my oldest son, I would like to say, I mean, he's an awesome kid. So yeah. when he was younger, I would look at people like, oh, my husband and I, we're doing awesome job. I mean, this, <laughs> this parenting thing is easy. And then my daughter came along <laughs> and she, she made us realize that, wow, this parenting thing is, is not easy so instead of judging others like what are you doing mm. wrong my son taught himself how to read taught himself how to right. potty train yeah my daughter that's when my book came out because it was after <laughs> my daughter i was like oh, temper tantrums yeah. and you know people looking at me aren't you a therapist yeah but i can't help my kid right so um so you know what every kid's different and it's just you have to Love it, right? Speaking of every kid being different, we bought the bunk bed for my kids. You know, Sayla's older, so she goes on top. But she is terrified of the ladder to climb up. Oh, wow. And so it's taking her, like, she can get to the top of the ladder, but the hoist over, like, the, the beam that blocks you from rolling off the bed, she always she's terrified of that. Oh. And so, you know, help her over. And we've had it for about five days now, so she's getting more confident yeah. doing that, but she's terrified to come down. Toby, on the other hand, my 15-month-old son, like we decided they come to this ladder that hooks on it like 
um, fireman style. Yeah. Right. So I figured, oh, it'd be fine if the babies get older, they can climb it, and we'll just move it. Half an hour later, Toby's four rungs up. We're like, and he's nope. just sitting there. Goodness. This boy has no fear. So we're thinking, should we leave yeah. this up and let him find the fear yeah. <laughs> once he falls off? Or oh, what man. should we do? No, it's, you know, Joe, again, a little older than Toby, 18 months old, we had my we had a bunk bed, but it didn't have a ladder, but it had, on the end, it had, like, the wire rungs right. or whatever. Yeah. He figured it out, climbed up in the top at 18 months older, and then yelled to show off. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Funny. Well, we'll be back in just a few moments with this, uh, part two of the good news. We're going to talk about 10 things that therapists wish everyone would do. All right. I like that. Proclaiming the love of Christ through the airwaves. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Hey, it's Angie. Do you have dreams and goals that you really want to reach and you don't know how to reach them? You feel lost, like you don't have a roadmap to your dreams? Do you need like a big jolt of coffee? Well, that's Carrie Conley. She has a big event coming up and every year I go and it helps me reach my goals. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how you doing? Yes, very, very excited about the event. It's called Vision is Victory. It's the third annual. It's in January uh, 2016, the 14th through the 16th in Scottsdale, Arizona. It'll be beautiful. And I'll be there. You'll be there. Tickets are very reasonable right now. Great excuse to get away from Colorado in the cold winter months. And you really teach us um, every single step we have to take to take what we want in life and actually put it into actionable steps and reach our goals. That's right. I want people walking out knowing exactly what to do and how to get there. And in three days, we learn that. You do. I and did. And meet some really awesome people and have a lot of fun. It is a blast. And I learn so much every year that I go. All right, Carrie Conley, how do we reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. There's a difference between want and need. Almost all of us have said, I need this, or I really need that. Is it a need or just a strong desire to have something you only want? Take a step back and remember, there's a difference between need and want. We all have basic needs. They're primitive things like food, water, shelter, and clothing. Those are the very basics. Let's go ahead and extend that. At some point in time in our lives, we all need health care, education, a type of safety, and a productive way to carry on our society. Take a step further. Love and a sense of belonging. We all want to be loved and feel as though we have a place somewhere. If we don't have love and belonging, we may not be happy, but we won't die from it. What else do you think you need? 
respect, a sense of achievement or confidence? Why not respect yourself and what you accomplish on a daily basis? Feel a sense of pride in knowing you try to live by the word. Then you'll be closer to having the respect of God. And that's the only thing that matters in the end. So when you sort out your needs from your wants, remember Isaiah 58:11 says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sense scorched land, and he will strengthen your frame. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. This is the Crawford Broadcasting Company for God and Country. 810 KLVZ, Brighton, Aurora, and Colorado Springs, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. Well, as you can tell, I am not Angie Austin. It's producer Moose here. And she had a last minute thing come up and she said, hey, I can't make it on Tuesday. I'm so sorry. So she is bummed that she can't be here with you today for Therapy Tuesday. But I'm here getting some uh, awesome therapy advice because let's face it, I need it. We have therapist Lisa (laughs) here with us and Pastor John Byrne. And you guys had a fabulous New Year, fabulous holiday. And we just talked about some of the top uh, funny tweets about being a parent that HuffPost Parents releases every year. And they also they have uh, updates every week. So every Saturday or Friday night they have some that come out. And I, I look forward to reading those because they're <laughs> pretty dang funny. Because a lot of them, it's comedians who are parents. And right. so they just say in 140 characters what we're all thinking and it's just absolute amazing. So, you know, encourage you guys to go find that for a little bit of funniness. If you think that you're not uh, surviving well as a parent, you can always see that, you know, somebody else has a little worse than you. Then they <laughs> make you go. laugh about it. So therapist Lisa, I'm sure with uh, your uh, experience, however long, how long have you been a therapist? Oh, now you're going to date me. Actually, January, I would be licensed for 17 years. Oh, okay. So right. you've, you've She's seen 23. a lot of things. She started I, young. Is that crazy? <laughs> I was talking out of the womb. She was wow. a prodigy. I was. <laughs> there you go. So you've um, seen a lot of people, been through a lot of different situations, and I'm sure that there's things that come up that are pretty much the same from case to case yes. in one form or another. Yes. But here I have a list of... 10 things therapists wish that everyone would do okay. to either help them with their treatment or just make life a little better. And the first one is uh, something that's been really prominent in my life and also my wife, we've been talking about a lot lately, is uh, stop being so hard on yourself. Big one. Do you find- I think we are like our worst enemy, wouldn't yeah, you oh, say? Yeah. You know, we beat ourselves down, we put ourselves down. Um, you know, I think guilt plays a big part of that. You know, I should have done, could have done, would have done, you know? So instead of just accepting us for who we are. Right. right. My wife says, I hope I'm a good mom. I think I, I don't think I'm a good mom. And I'll say, who told you that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did you hear that from? Yeah. She said, no one. Like, then who, who besides you is telling you that you're not a good mom? Well, and I think, and the funny thing is, I think we're, when we're intentional about thinking about things, that we're usually pretty good at those right. things. You know, if, if, you know if, if your wife is thinking about, how good of a mom she is. She's probably a really good mom, but we feed our own insecurities and right. you know, that kind self-criticism. Of thing and, yeah. Well, and I like to tell people we are the best person we are with the tools that we have. So, right. you know, and even we all make mistakes, but at that time in our life, and I think that's what it is because we always look back. I could have done this differently. I should have done this differently, you know? And I think the point is right now in the, you know, in the present, we're more knowledgeable than we were in the past, right. but the past gave us those skills. So I said, you know what? You're the b- best person you are with the tools that you have and you just keep growing that toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've talked to, you know, a lot of people who struggle with relationships with their 
their parents or whatever later in life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I'll, I'll talk to them about the, their parents did the best job they could with what they knew. Exactly. And maybe they didn't have enough information or tools, as you put mm-hmm. it, Lisa, which is great. But they did the best job they could with what they had. And, right. and, and even when it's even when there's abuse and things. in, the, in I, that I agree with that 100 percent. Yeah. Next one is pretend it's opposite day. Oh, huh. so like if you find something, a behavior that's bringing, <laughs> if you find there's a behavior that's constantly bringing you down, try flipping it around. For instance, if you're a perfectionist and you are typing an email and you spend, you know, an hour on an email that's three sentences long because you want everything to be correct and make it um, perfect, type it out quickly, read it through once and send it. Huh. Huh. We're both like, I yeah. don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I, you know, I, I think that would take a lot of work for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't spend an hour on three sentences ever. So, um, uh, but then I think it's not enjoying the moment, right? If yeah. we're always thinking like, I mean, I guess you could maybe think about the opposite of putting yourself down What that would look like maybe yeah. putting, building yourself up. Okay. Maybe. We could look at the opposite there. The one thing I, I would disagree with the email thing. I think sometimes we act too much in haste mm-hmm. and we're responding out of emotion and then clicking send versus write it out let it sit there for a little bit, then come back. Right. Like if I'm writing with emotion, I won't send it until Perfect. an hour after. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. All right. So number two, we're questioning. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this one? Analyze your jealousy. I think that's huh. good. I, I, I think a lot of times we see the grass is always greener and, you know, instead of, or thinking life's a competition instead of enjoying everybody's successes, you know, right. that old saying one person's success is another person's failures. Like why look at that? Right. So maybe that's what, and you know, really analyze why are you feeling, or what's going on in your life that you're so, you know, that you're looking into other people's life. And obviously Facebook allows us to do that a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't think I'm a real jealous person. So maybe part of it is that that I, I don't totally identify with that particular with jealousy very much. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, that and this maybe maybe is somewhat related, is that when people come and talk to me about major life decisions, say they want they're thinking contemplating divorce, for instance, mm-hmm. and they think that that's going to make their life better. We'll analyze. I'll, I'll sit there and analyze that with them, and go, okay. Well, what's going to happen when you get divorced? How, what's that going to do to your kids? How is how is sharing your kids going back and forth between houses, and they still have to experience all the things that you're concerned about? You know, there. I think there is a legitimate reason to stay married for kids. I think that is a good reason to stay married in a lot of circumstances. Not every circumstance, mm-hmm. but in a lot of them. And so helping them analyze, and I don't know if that's jealousy per se, but it is analyzing if you make this particular decision or if you give in to this particular emotion mm. what does that look like and is that really going to be better right and like you were saying with uh facebook and other social media platforms seeing like oh somebody's on vacation and i'm mm-hmm. jealous that i don't get to be at the yeah. beach. Right. or you know being in the radio uh industry you always it's a very competitive industry especially right. here in denver it's one of the most competitive markets in the nation i'm seeing people that i went to school with and i think are less talented and like oh how come they got a better job than me right. or someone who hasn't been in it long longer than i have it's like how do they get that job and it's you know knife in the back sometimes it feels like my intern gets promoted ahead of me for other jobs i've had it's like oh come on but no just the right time right place and i love where i am now mm-hmm. but you know that's me three years ago when i'm seeing oh you know so and so i helped you get there and i don't get any recognition right. but right. you know it's just you know our own demons but next we have be skeptical about the idea of failing hmm 
I'm not sure exactly what they mean, but I will say this. I think failure is an important stepping stone to success. Yes, I agree. And I think that understanding failure is really important, being able to learn from failure. And I think this is important as you get, um, especially as you work with, as you lead other people in, in different ways, because sometimes you have to go and help them see where they've failed so that they can succeed. I and, agree. and I think that that's, people have a hard time. I had a hard time with that a lot. I, I didn't want to ever fail at anything. And I thought I could do that, mm-hmm. but I've learned otherwise. Well, and I think it's the word failure. You know, yeah. you got you have an F in math, you fail. You know, I think it's also looking at it, in my mind, the only way you fail is by not doing. Right. You know, otherwise you're taking risk and chances. So obviously as a therapist, I have to change the word, you know, right. and I think that's what it is. Failure holds us back. It's that big word. It, we just feel like we did something wrong versus, you know what? I took risk. I took chances that might not have worked, but I learned so much from it and exactly. it opened up, you know, maybe other doors because of it. Well, I feel now is a perfect time for a Star Wars reference. <laughs> Yoda says there is do, there is do not, there is no try. Yes. Yeah. I've actually used that with my kids, and this, that this way? is interesting. Um, not with the Yoda reference, <laughs> okay. but but I will say things, you know, because my so my daughter's learning to drive, uh-huh. and um, which is very stressful mm-hmm. for me. And you're learning not to scream like a little girl. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> although I've almost put a hole in the floorboard on the passenger side many many Non-existent times. Non-existent brake pedal. Right. Yes. You start stomping, and anyways, um, but there it is interesting because she'll apologize. And I'll, I'll go, Katrina, you don't get to apologize. If you hit somebody, apologies don't matter. You're responsible for what you're doing. There's, and I'll say things like, just do it. Don't apologize, just do it right. Mm-hmm. And that might sound harsh, but I think we live in a culture now where the apology just flows out of our mouth about everything, and I get really tired. There, there's an appropriate apology, right. don't hear me wrong. But when it's constant, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No. That's not good enough. Right. You have to fix it. <laughs> you have I to think fix that's the, the key. It's like, okay, you're sorry now. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And sometimes your sorries, that's great, but it still hurts or there's still a consequence to a behavior, whatever it is. You're still responsible right. for your actions, whether, whether they were an accident or a mistake exactly. or not. Failure creates a distortion in our brain that leads us to believe that the task we failed at is more difficult than it actually is and our abilities are not up to snuff with our task. Wow, that's a that's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Can you read that again? <laughs> Failure creates a distortion in our brain. It leads us to believe that the task we feel that is more difficult than it actually is, and that our abilities are not up to snuff. Hmm. I, I'm almost wondering and kind of taking it apart because you could go in a lot of directions yeah. with that. I I think a lot of times people don't succeed or don't take risk because they're one afraid of failure or they see oh my gosh all the effort and work that needs to go into it so it's better not to even try you know and fail or whatnot so maybe that's it where sometimes if something's so big even like that that phrase it's take it apart and do one step at a time and then once you do the first step and complete the first step then you can move on to the second step and then 
things don't seem so overwhelming. And that's what I get a lot from yeah. people, even in the relationships. It's like, oh, this relationship's over. And it's like, okay, let's let's go back to the basics and what's going on and, and how can we fix step one first? Because mm-hmm. also once you fix step one, you never know what's going to happen with step two and three. You know, they can fall into place. Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will do the minimum to get by, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes failure reveals that to us. Right. That we tried to do the minimum and it didn't work. I once had a pastor say, once you cut a corner you'll cut it again and eventually you'll just be in a circle right there you go. yeah and i think that it, it will reveal what you need to adjust in order to succeed and yeah. i think and i think that that's important to realize that um you know i've had significant failures in my life and i and now but now i can succeed in a lot of those areas because i recognize okay that t- that does take more work mm-hmm. and maybe at the time i didn't have the skills to do it but now i can develop those skills so that i can succeed and in my mentoring, my nephew or the youth ministry that I used to do and other people, when they say, like, I have this opportunity to do this, but I'm scared, so I won't, yeah. mm-hmm. this may seem silly, but I always say, well, to, great, to quote the great philosopher Homer Simpson, oh, gosh. <laughs> failure, or trying is the first step towards failure, yeah. so never try. Mm-hmm. Right. Do. Right. Yeah. And then I quote Yoda. Yeah, so. and then you quote Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and I think that that actually in our culture, I think that that has really filtered its way into a lot of people uh people's minds mm-hmm. is that things are hard so don't try mm-hmm. and there's somebody to bail you out right yeah. and sometimes we need to try things without a net in order I agree. to succeed and i think it also shows you how bad you want something absolutely right. you know it's yeah. like the more you go after it. if something is just handed to you i think we feel entitled and we take it for granted versus exactly. you know what i earned this right so right I earned this piece of cake. Please. I did, and I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it. So next one <laughs> And is, I'm going to lick the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> practice meditation and mindfulness. That's a great one. Do you I wish think. that your uh, patients, people that you saw, would just... I think I need to. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think that just centers yourself. I'm a very anxious person as it is, you know, but I think for people just to breathe and just take a moment mm-hmm. for yourself, I think that allows you to handle a lot of things that might be thrown at you. Which then kind of comes on to the next one, is when you start obsessing, distract yourself. You know, mm. it's funny though. There was this thing on Facebook, I put it on my, fa- on my page, there was a glass of water and it says, so this instructor asked how many, it was half full, and um, how much does this water weigh, you know, and people were throwing out answers and stuff. And so it's more, no, the longer I hold it, the heavier my arm gets, you know, and then soon if I hold it for a day, I'm going to get tingles in my arm. If I hold it for longer, my arm's going to get numb and, and so forth. And the thing was, I need to put it down, and that's your anxiety, and it's the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Once you you constantly are in your brain and think about things and go over it and and just you know um, basically just obsess over it, you're worrying and you can't move forward. So mm-hmm. put the glass of water down. Yes, we don't want to go numb, or and then you're stuck. You don't move forward. Right. So put it down. Don't obsess. Make a game plan and then move forward with it. Yeah, and I think I think too that realizing the the consequences of whatever it is too, because most of the time the consequences are not significant. Right. And so if you if you mess up with like on what's a the worst that's going to happen, right, kind of thing. Right. And just going, you know what? Um, and and man, I've I've missed important meetings. I've because I 
forgot, didn't put on my calendar, whatever. I've, you know, I've done all kinds of things, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, we, you reschedule, you, you know, life goes on. Life goes on. Well, that's one of the, skipping ahead, uh, assume the best is one right. of the next things, top 10 things that therapists wish that uh, patients would do. So assume the best. And then um, remember that happiness isn't necessarily the ultimate goal. Amen. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> just think happiness is what we all achieve to be right. and um, that, you know, if you're happy, everything is good. You know, I tell people, th going back to the parenting thing and connecting to, to this, I, I do not, my main concern is not whether my kids are happy or not. They're, I have much bigger concerns for my kids than whether they happen to feel good about their station in life. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm much more concerned, are they following Jesus Christ? I'm much more concerned, do they have conviction and do they have values and do they, do they serve Christ? And, and what, listen, it is not a happy thing to suffer for Jesus Christ or to suffer for some other cause, but it is a good thing. And so, so I'm much more concerned about their understanding of what is good and what is not mm -hmm. than I am about whether they're happy at a particular moment. Mm -hmm. It's hard to define happiness, too. When I ask a lot of, you know, clients, what is happiness to you? You right. know, it, that's hard. I think, you know, going with what Pastor John said, I, I think he's right on par. In it. And I think in the therapy land, so to speak, it's more about contentment, too you know, feeling like you are doing good and feeling that you are learning from life and not repeating the same mistakes and being content to where you are and not having that evil jealousy and things like that. Right. And then this is probably the hardest one I think on the list is um, force yourself to reach out when you feel when you're feeling lonely. Big one. So like if I'm lonely, the last thing I want to do is, hey, come help me not be lonely. Right. Well, and I also think people feel that's a sign of weakness, too you know, asking others for help. And I think it, that's huge. That's taking care of your own needs. And you're right. Sometimes that is hard to ask for help. So that's where the, as a community, if you know someone's isolating themselves or needs support, you might have to reach in a little bit too. Yeah. And I think, and I think that especially you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Lisa, but people who suffer with depression or, or suffer with different kinds of mental illnesses or, or whatever it is, oftentimes one of the first things they do is isolate themselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and it's one of the most therapeutic things you can do is fight, fight whatever your urge is to isolate or, and it can be other things too, right? So if you're suffering in a particular way, maybe um, you're financially not doing well and you're, and you're really concerned about some things, but you go down to Denver Rescue Mission or some other place and you, and you, and you serve, mm -hmm. man, it gives you hope. You know, to be able to, to do something productive with your time and your resources. This brings us to our last one. Pay close attention to your psychological health because mental health has been a huge hot topic here uh, in the recent months. So that's always been a big thing. So one of the things to do if you need help with your psychological health, you can uh, contact therapist Lisa. What's your website? There you go. Lifesupportinstitute.com. And Pastor John, how can people get a hold of you? You can find us at gfol.org. That's Grace Fellowship Lakewood. Wonderful. Thank you guys for coming in and doing some Therapy Tuesday with me. Happy awesome. New Year. <laughs>
big jolt of coffee? Well, that's Carrie Conley. She has a big event coming up, and every year I go, and it helps me reach my goals. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how you doing? Yes, very, very excited about the event. It's called Vision is Victory. It's the third annual. It's in January uh, 2016, the 14th through the 16th in Scottsdale, Arizona. It'll be beautiful. And I'll be there. You'll be there. Tickets are very reasonable right now. Great excuse to get away from Colorado in the cold winter months. And you really teach us um, every single step we have to take to take what we want in life and actually put it into actionable steps and reach our goals. That's right. I want people walking out knowing exactly what to do and how to get there. And in three days, we learn that. You do. I did. And meet some really awesome people and have a lot of fun. It is a blast. And I learn so much every year that I go. All right, Carrie Conley, how do we reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Hi, it's Angie. Would you like to have a bigger business or grow your nonprofit and make more money for your charity? I would love to help you. If you like the good news, if you believe in what we do, we work with our sponsors personally. And I have friendships. I know everyone that works on the good news as an advertiser myself. And so I would love to help you build your business. And I would love to have you help support the good news if you enjoy it. And I love to work with nonprofits, as you know. So please contact me if you have questions. And News at gmail.com. Again, it's News at gmail.com if you'd like to partner with the good news. All right, you want to be healthier, right? What if you could get a free health assessment and you could get a number that would let you know, hey, I am really in bad shape or hey, I'm doing really <laughs> great. Well, we've got one for you. It's a free health assessment. It's 100 questions and Dr. Joe Arve is here. And Dr. Joe, how do we uh, take this health assessment? Basically, just send me your first name and your last name and your email address and we'll email this lifestyle risk questionnaire to you. And what it does, it's 100 questions and it analyzes how you're living, how you're eating, what you're doing to whether your health is going the right way or the wrong way and it gives you a score and then based on that score we can go to work on making lifestyle choices diet changes things you can do every day to get that score down and get your health moving in the right direction and so you can call me at 303-349-6011 and leave me a message and i can get you plugged in that way or you can text me at the same number 303-349-6011 or go to spinegeek.com and contact us and we'll get a hold of you there and we'll make it happen but it's a free assessment and it's going to be awesome for you 810 KLVZ. Listen online and check out showtimes at klvz.com. Welcome back to the good news. We just wrapped up an amazing session of Therapy Tuesday, and I feel all therapized and ready to conquer the world. And I'm ready to conquer the world with our friend Carrie Conley, who is uh, ready to help us, you know, give us the vision to conquer 2016. Exactly. Happy New Year. Same to you. I had friend. I talked about this earlier in the show today, but I had friends who say, you can't say Happy New Year after noon on the 4th. And I'm like, why? What if I don't see people? <laughs> Who's setting rules now on Happy New Year? Oh, funny. Well, Happy New Year to you, my yes, friend. Yes, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. So you have a big event coming up next year, your biggest the event of the biggest. year. Biggest, yeah. It's um, Vision is Victory. Yes. My big event, as you know, Moose, that I do every January. To help people get their vision down, get unstuck, get their goals set. You know, it's a game changer kind of event. It's a I tell people if you really want to blow it out of the ballpark this year, you've got to be at Viv. And this year it's not gonna be in chilly, crummy old Denver. It's right? gonna be an awesome hot Phoenix. That's exactly right. Scottsdale, Arizona. Beautiful place that I now live. 
three-fourths of the time. Um, you know, I keep one foot in Denver, one foot there. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so yeah, beautiful hotel, right on a golf course. The pool is still open. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Wonderful. And what uh, can people experience at this Vision is Victory? You know, I'm going to be doing a whole day on Friday getting people to get very clear on the vision that they have for their life and especially for their business. And they will literally, um, in a workbook that they'll get, Moose, they will get it on paper because most people don't put it on paper, mm -hmm. which is why less than 3% of the population ever achieves all their vision and goals, right? Oh, 3%. Wow. Yeah. It's a very low number because we all say we're going to do it at home, right? But right. we never do. So I make people do it before they leave there. Um, I have several breakout speakers on Saturday. A keynote speaker, Rita Davenport, who's nationally known, so funny, so inspiring, um, as well as several other speakers and a very fun party on Friday night called Viva La Vision. So, so we're going to be getting in some people's faces about what it's going to take to make this year be a game changer versus a deal breaker. Cool. And you had said you have three things to tell us on how to I do. jumpstart that. I'll expand on this at Vision is Victory. But the first thing is, people, you've got to let whatever baggage you're dragging into 2016 that didn't serve you well in 2015, let it go. Let right? it go. Kinda I tell, like my, tell my wife, movie. you got a frozen principle. That's right. Let it go. Yep. Right? So let it go. It's not serving you. If it's not positive, it's not moving you forward, you've got to leave it at the door. Right? And what's the second one? Second thing is this, um, along with the same note, you know, some of you guys are carrying around some mediocre relationships in your life. Mm. And this is a hard one, and I will expand on this a little bit more at Viv. It's probably the most powerful thing that powerful thing people tell me after they come to Viv that has helped them is they need to clean up the front row of their life, so right. to speak, right? Mm -hmm. You need some people in that front row that are beyond where you are. A um, little bit further in the journey, rocking it, and they want to take you there with them. Right. I always say seek wisdom. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Third thing, and this is the biggest thing, and this is kind of my theme for Vision is Victory and for my entire year, is you've got to drop the word can't. Can't. You can. You can do anything you want, you guys. And the theme of this year is where there is a will, there is always a way. So stop saying, and I get this all the time when I talk to people about coming to Viv or doing something with their business. The first thing they say to me is, well, I can't because blah, dot, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And I think, I say to them, you can do anything you want right. if you want it bad enough. And uh, if you want to say can't, seek help. Yes. And that's like, <laughs> as I'm processing this, it's what I've been telling my daughter. She's three and a half, and she's you know in the place where she wants to do a whole bunch of stuff. But when she isn't able to do it, she says, I can't, I can't. Right. And so I've been saying, instead of stopping, ask for help. Right. And so that's what I've been, she says, um, I hear her say from her room, I can't, I can't. So what should you be saying instead? I need help. <laughs> So you know I what? You need help. to come teach that at Viv. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So three big things. I will t tell a couple more, of course, at Vision is Victory. Um, you know, it's going to be a room full of game changers, mm -hmm. a lot of networking, a lot of collaboration, and a lot of fun. Wonderful. Well, you got you and Angie were on fire after the, the yes. conference last year and it car carried on for the whole year. It and on. so. You know, look forward to seeing that ignite in everybody uh, next week when that goes down. How can people find you and more information on this? Sure. Very simple. Just go to my website right now, InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Vision is victory happening in Scottsdale next week. Thank you so much for coming in, Carrie. I hope you Thank start you. feeling a little better because you have an awesome conference next year that you just need to knock out of the park. That's exactly right. So go get them in 2016, my Thank friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for listening to the good news. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.